If we all go to our local supermarket and we stop buying all of the produce that's packaged in plastic, those brands are going to very quickly adapt and kind of go, okay, well, this is not what the customers want at the end of the day. They want naked vegetables. So we're going to provide more of that. And you're using your power as a consumer to vote with your dollar, which I think is really important. And I think it's something that we underplay. Hello and welcome back to the Plastic the Last Straw podcast, the series where we're exploring the problem with plastics as we hear from the experts in the field as well as the individuals and organisations trying to make a difference. Along the way, we'll be highlighting the unique challenges, innovations and opportunities surrounding plastic pollution. Plastic the Last Straw is produced by Tune FM at the University of New England in partnership with the New South Wales Environment Protection Authority. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast is being recorded on Anawan land and pay our respects to elders past and present. In this, our fourth and final episode, we're speaking to the New South Wales Young Australian of the Year, Lottie DL, about the immense power of community in tackling plastic pollution. Collins Dictionary Word of the Year for 2022 was permacrisis, an amalgamation of the words permanent and crisis. Alex Beecroft, the Managing Director of Collins Learning, has said that the term sums up quite succinctly how truly awful 2022 has been for so many people. At a time when life on Earth is described as existing in a state of permanent crisis, it's understandable how, for the average person, confronting yet another global issue like plastic pollution can seem daunting or even futile. In our previous episode about the impact of plastic pollution and climate change on mental health, one word that kept coming up was community. Today, perhaps more so than ever before, informed communities with meaningful connections to their members are some of the most prolific drivers of change. But if a community is something that can be created and developed for a purpose, then what does that look like and how is it achieved? We recently had the pleasure of hearing from sustainability expert Lottie DL, the 2023 New South Wales Young Australian of the Year. Lottie is the founder of Banish, an educational website and social media platform filled to the broom with advice and tips for Australians looking to live more sustainably. Lottie also created the Banish Recycling and Disposal Program, or BRAD, which allows people to responsibly dispose of hard-to-recycle items. Her journey to build the extensive community that exists around Banish and BRAD today began only a few years ago with a simple New Year's resolution. Back in 2018, I did make a very long list of ambitious news resolutions, as I feel like everybody does. There was some that were kind of about my health and others about my well-being and some about my career. But one of them was to do better when it came to the planet. And I wasn't really sure like exactly what that meant. I, it didn't mean to kind of never use plastic again. It wasn't to quit eating, I don't know, meat and become a vegan. It, I just knew that I could be doing more when it came to the planet. And when I started kind of putting into practice this resolution, it was so much harder than I anticipated. I felt like I didn't really know where to start when I was trying to find information about kind of, yeah, just the basics 101 of how to live more sustainably. There was no real information out there for beginners. There was information out there for people who'd been living like this for forever, who were environmental scientists. But for the everyday person, I just wanted to know basic things like what should I be ditching in my, like how should I be getting rid of plastic in my kitchen or what are the first steps you need to be taking? And instead of kind of being disheartened and overwhelmed and kind of sitting in that, I thought, well, there's an opportunity here to educate people and to inspire people to actually make those changes. 
And I think I was in a really unique position as that person who was on the journey. It was actually so much easier to do my job back then than it is now because I was facing the challenges that everybody faces now with going, okay, how do I start? Where do I start? What should I be looking for in a sustainable product? So I think my first sustainable purchase was to ditch single-use plastic straws because I was this big smoothie drinker and I had a smoothie every morning at home and I would just throw in a single-use plastic straw. And I did all of my research into finding the right company that I thought was actually sustainable. I did all of this research into kind of the life cycle assessments of a plastic straw versus a stainless steel straw versus silicon, bamboo, all of these different options decided on stainless steel for myself, found this sustainable brand and then purchased five. And then they came a couple of days later, individually wrapped in plastic. And it just for me was this really big awakening to kind of go, well, yes, we need the education side of things. We need to teach people how to reduce their waste, but also we need to be able to connect them with brands that are actually doing the right thing. Because on my quest and my journey, I did find some amazing Australian small businesses who were doing all the right things when it came to sustainability, but they didn't really have a way to reach mass audiences. They were talking to the already converted. So I thought, well, hang on, I can bridge this. I can help people connect with these small businesses and give them a platform to really grow and expand. So that is one very successful news resolution, which I don't think many people get to say that they've had. Banish is an education platform and an e-commerce marketplace that connects Australians with information on how to reduce their waste, how to compost properly, how to recycle right, but it also provides them with the tools, those be physical tools. So we have over 75 different brands and over about, I think we've hit about 700 different products that help Australians reduce their waste and environmental footprint. Each of these products has been certified and vetted by ourselves to be actually sustainable and to be plastic-free and to contain no nasties or anything like that. I launched the BRAD program, which is the Banish Recycling and Disposal Program that helps Australians recycle their hard-to-recycle household items like blister packs and beauty products and coffee pods. The reason why I launched this program was that I wanted there to be a way to give back to the Banish community. I think there are a lot of ways that businesses are giving back these days. They might donate 1% for the planet or they might plant a tree for every order that's placed, which are all great. But I really wanted something that kind of fell again into that education element, but also that was actually a physical way to give back to the community. So that's why I launched the program. And in the first 20 months, we've been able to divert 12.5 tons or 150,000 pieces of plastic from landfill. And we've had over 12,500 Australian households participate in the program. So it's definitely now not just the banished community that participate. Brad is a beast and it has completely kind of overtaken the warehouse, overtaken my brain, overtaken everything. But it is amazing and it's really exciting to see. In our world of permacrisis, it's easy to believe that individual action is like shoveling sand against the tide. However, the success of Lottie's New Year resolution is a great example of how that way of thinking isn't aligned with reality. There are a number of things people can commit to and take responsibility for in their daily lives that can have a big impact on how sustainably they're living overall, even things as simple as taking recycling seriously. I think community plays a really, really vital role in fighting 
plastic pollution and just in general in helping our environment. I think it's often one of these kind of really undervalued parts of the chain in really creating a massive change. And I think we can look to governments, we can look to big organisations to make changes, but we can also make changes ourselves. And I think as communities, Brad is a great example of a community coming together to really make a collective big difference. When I first started the program, people were kind of saying, yeah, but blister packs weigh four grams. Like it's nothing. It doesn't mean anything. And now we're recycling hundreds of kilos of blister packs each and every month, which is coming from all different households all around Australia. So I think when we all have this apathy and we kind of can feel like what we do at home doesn't make a difference because you might go down to the recycling bin in your apartment complex and your neighbours have put everything in the wrong bin. But what we can do, I think, is really focus on, I think the biggest thing is to focus on what you can control, not what you can't. And I think that is a really, really powerful tool. And it's so it's so easy said than done. Like it's so much easier to kind of go, Yes, well, I can focus on remembering my reusable coffee cup and then I can go to the cafe down the road and everybody else is using a single-use coffee cup. But rather than kind of looking at it that way, maybe go, well, like, look, I'm actually leading by example. And maybe me being in the line for the coffee shop holding my reusable cup is reminding somebody else in that line that maybe tomorrow they can bring their own. And I think that's the biggest thing is we can, yeah, we can feel so doomy and we can feel so gloomy about everything, but we can also really lead by example. And I think another thing about community that's really undervalued is that brands are looking to communities, they're looking to individuals, and they do want to see what we're doing. And brands will make decisions based on the impact of communities and the behaviours that they're doing. If we all go to our local supermarket and we stop buying all of the produce that's packaged in plastic, those brands are going to very quickly adapt and kind of go, okay, well, this is not what the customers want at the end of the day. They want naked vegetables. So we're going to provide more of that. Or you can go to a massive chain again of supermarkets and you could buy a shampoo bar over buying a bottle of shampoo. Again, you're using your power as a consumer to vote with your dollar, which I think is really important. And I think it's something that we underplay and we don't actually understand the value of because these big organizations, these big companies, these governments, they are here for the people and they will, they need to continue and they need to survive. And if that's going to be surviving by supplying naked produce and shampoo bars, then great, let's do it. When it comes to the ban on single-use plastics, we've heard from experts before about how government action to cut plastic off at the source will have a huge impact on reducing the amount of plastic that enters the environment. If you've forgotten, it's estimated by the EPA that in New South Wales alone, these bans will prevent 2.7 billion plastic items from entering the environment over the next 20 years. It's clear how much good can be achieved by putting a stop to single-use plastics. However, Lottie reminded us that we can't leave the important goal of a more sustainable Australia to government agencies alone. The decisions of individuals still hold weight and will have a big impact in the months and years to come. I think that single-use plastic bans are great. I think it's really good to see that it's kind of happening from the top down, but I think what would be even better to see is that we all just make these changes ourselves before the bans actually come in place. We can be told that we'll never be able to use, I don't know, a plastic stirrer ever again in our lives or that cotton, plastic cotton buds will 
now never be able to be purchased on supermarket shelves. But I think another thing that would be really great to see is that we just stop using them ourselves. We can say, oh, well, Western Australia is the first state to do this or South Australia hasn't been using this for years and years. And we can kick and scream about it, but we could also just look into our own personal lives and stop using these products and maybe have a positive impact and talking to those around us and kind of suggest more sustainable options for them. In a world that values convenience, it's important to realize that sustainability is an active choice every day, not the default setting. For people finding it difficult to commit to this kind of change, consider what the consequences of everyone foregoing that same change will be. The answer arrived upon should be a good indicator of whether the cause is worthy of time and effort. Despite all of our problems, one thing that Lottie feels incredibly optimistic about is Australia's ability to recover from this point and to make big moves towards a better, more sustainable future. I feel really, really excited and positive about the future. I think that I have the, I'm fortunate enough to work in this every day. And I feel like everybody always says, oh, that must be so depressing or it must be so heartbreaking. But I think it's actually the opposite because I get to spend my day surrounded by people who are striving for change, who are making these amazing switches, who are creating businesses that are changing legislation, that are changing the way we recycle things, that are talking to people and educating people and hearing all of these amazing good news stories. So for me, it's a really positive space to be in. It's really exciting. When I started Banish five years ago, people didn't really know what sustainability was. They weren't really talking about it. It wasn't front of mind. Plastic bags were still used in the supermarket. Shampoo bars were really not a thing that anybody spoke about. Plastic bands, um, single-use items weren't even in place yet. So I think even if we just look at the past five years, how much has changed and how much the fact that there's so many amazing platforms that are out there, the fact that we're having a conversation that people want to listen to things like this again and have an interest in sustainability is also really exciting and I think shows how far we've come. There is a long way to go, I know. But I also think if we look at kind of this as like a snowball effect and this snowball is really gaining momentum and it's getting bigger and we're seeing climate change and sustainability spoken about so much more than it was two years ago, three years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. So I'm really, really excited to see what the future holds and I'm, yeah, I cannot wait. At the beginning of this episode, we talked about how the 2022 Collins Dictionary Word of the Year is permacrisis. For 2023, rather than setting a New Year's resolution, Lottie has chosen her own Word of the Year, which represents a mission and a vision for what can be achieved over the coming months. I actually have a resolution for this year, but I always like to have a word of the year. So that's kind of like my theme. And like, I don't know, last year's word was growth. For example, I wanted to grow professionally as myself. I wanted Banish to grow. I wanted Brad to grow. So that was really kind of, it was a very much a growth mindset. And I think for this year's word, it's spread. It's spread awareness. It's spread my mission. It's spread information. It's educate. It's really to get out there and to talk to as many people as possible, because I think that's what I really want to be able to do. And I'm really excited to have this platform to be able to educate people on a mass scale, which has always been 
my mission. But being given this platform, I think, has just been able to enable me to chat to so many more people and to inspire action. So I'm really, really excited. To summarize what we have learned from Lottie in this episode, here are four key lessons you can apply to increase your impact. Educate yourself and other people not only about the problem, but also about solutions. Two, make sustainable choices in your personal life. Three, influence change by exerting pressure on companies or industries with your dollar. Four, unite your efforts with other people to scale up the effect you can have. If you need help getting started, make sure to check out Benish on Instagram using the handle at benish.au or by heading to their website www.benish.com.au. Thank you for joining us for the fourth and final episode of this mini-series. We hope that you've enjoyed the series and have learned enough about plastic pollution that you feel ready to go out into the world and contribute however you can. Special thanks go out to all of the experts who took the time to teach us about their organisations, research and companies that are informing, inspiring and enacting change in this space. We would also like to thank the New South Wales Environment Protection Authority for partnering with us to bring you this series. For more information about Lottie and Benish or any of the guests we spoke to throughout the series, head to our website at tunefm.net to find where you can keep up with them online. If you're interested in listening to new podcast series from us in the future, make sure to follow us on Instagram at tunefm or at uenilife2351.